Coffee Shop Conversations has returned to the Artichoke Music Cafe, and it's great to be back and just as great to be sitting across from Reggie Houston, saxophonist, vocalist, and composer who moved back home to New Orleans a few years back, but is making a visit to Portland in anticipation of moving back to his adoptive home. Yeah, and we've missed him. His music, his spirit, he's a fountain of knowledge, memories, and goodwill. As you might remember from previous appearances on this podcast, when he talked about being in Fats Domino's band and about Dave Bartholomew and lots and lots and lots of other things like that. He was showing me pictures and just listen to the names of the people in the pictures when I turned on the recorder. Dave Bartholomew and Dave. Wow. I got some stories about that session. Dave Walker. Herb Hardesty there? Oh, yeah. Herb Hardesty, yeah. Um, Earl Palmer, oh my Shep, uh, Irvin Charles, really? Clarence Johnson. Wow. Yeah, Frederick Shep, Jimmy Moyer. He he, he, he's living in Belgium now. Huh. Yeah, uh, Foots, the jeweler, cats, cats who made, <laughs> he conducted a big band. This is the cat who's over the Ache Center. He's, um, what, Mambula 2000 uh. of the African dr Drum Collective. Uh. Uh. Oh. <laughs> you could tell Mardi Gras. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> oh, well. Okay. And, <laughs> and again, well, uh, Tycho, she just called me yesterday and I missed her call. Oh. That's, that's, um, Norman Sylvester's wife, when they went to New Orleans. Oh, mm-hmm. They had them mm -hmm. hanging out with Okay, this, this kid, uh -huh. see, this kid now, I met him when he was, that's my student. Wow. I, I've given him a lesson, on a trumpet player. Uh -huh. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk about this definitely. Um, we already are. Oh, we are? <laughs> Why not? Oh, oh gosh, with no form or nothing. You gonna edit this thing? A little bit. Oh, okay, I'm hoping so, because how then they're gonna know what we're talking about. Anyway, this is Leo, mm -hmm. and oh, I got a great story to tell you about this little kid. But, mm -hmm. uh, he just made 16 now. Ah. He's looking me, uh -huh. eyeball to eyeball, tall. <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, Looks like he's about 14 in that picture. Yes. Yes, yeah, but I think he was thirteen. Thirteen, so yeah, about 13 yeah, now. yeah, a little more like thirteen. And yeah, because this is oh, nineteen nine, yeah, twenty nineteen. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, well, I met this family. It was what five years ago, something like that. Well, anyway, my routine mm -hmm. of Eat, I get there an hour before. At eat. At eat, yeah, right? Uh -huh, yeah. Set up all my gear. Yeah. Um, I'm usually double parked right in front of the place. So, I just <laughs> so after I set up all my gear, I get my car and I go park on the block behind uh -huh. William because it's shady. I got sure. my little spot there. Well, I was just kind of sitting in my car listening to a little gospel music. Mm hmm waiting mm -hmm. waiting to go hit and i see this car pulled up and this looks like a grandmother getting out with a little girl <laughs> uh -huh. and this little girl had a i mean the little girl was about four years old <laughs> and she's getting out with 
her violin case. Huh. So being a musician I am, I said, man, that is so cool. That chick is not gonna leave, she's not gonna leave her ax in the car. <laughs> you know, so she's bringing her ax with her. Yeah. You know? So I noticed that they, they were going to, when I, when I got to eat, they were sitting in eats in the front. <laughs> so and, um, and about five minutes later, uh, a mom, dad, and the son showed up. Uh -huh. So it was the grandmother with the granddaughter. The mom of the the, the little girl shows up with him uh -huh. and the dad. So they're all sitting there. So I see he's walking in with a trumpet case. Oh, uh -huh. so even before the gig started, I, I when I saw him walking in. I immediately engaged him. Hey man, what you got in there? You know, you got the music in there? Can I see it? You know, he pulls out his stuff. So I think it 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 was um, satin. Uh, no, A Train. Uh -huh. It was A Train. Yeah, that day we played. Of course. Well, well, the day before was his first time he played in an ensemble, oh. a little jazz ensemble. Oh wow! So I see the music. I say, Oh, you play this? I say, Well, why don't you come in? Why don't you come up here? With us, after you're eating stuff, you come on up and we'll play that with you. You know, come on, play. So he ate. He did. After the gig was over, his mother really thanked me a lot. Uh -huh. In the meantime. So did he play? Oh, he played it. You know, he, you know, he read his part and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so, yeah. so I engaged him in some conversation about, uh -huh. you know, um, your your rudiments of jazz music, your scales, blah blah blah. Where you know where you're teaching, who your teachers, mm -hmm. you know, um, how interested. It was obvious as a very young age he mm -hmm. was very interested in playing the yeah. trumpet. Yeah. Um, so I said, well, look, you know, so I saw I started asking him questions about um, his knowledge of. The blues, uh -huh. and his inspiration and his um, his journey mm -hmm. started with Miles Davis. Whoa! Okay, Jeez. so at three o'clock, his mom and dad introduced Miles records and all this kind of stuff. So uh -huh. that's his, you know. So so it's from bebop to cool school. Uh -huh. been, kind of stuff. So let me say, well, when you familiar with uh, Bunk, Bunk Johnson, Louis Armstrong, you know, the the originators of this music. Mm -hmm. And um, so I asked him about, um, well, what you didn't have in it. So, so I had a few charts, mm -hmm. you know, because that I had already transcribed for mm -hmm. B-flat instrument. Uh -huh. So I just, I said, well, look, I think it was Hindustan mm -hmm. and Bye Bye Blackbird. All right. So I gave him, I said, well, look, I want you to come back. You know, you work on these. You take these. We talked about them. Next week, kid came, boom. He had been, you know, it's yeah. obvious with all the stuff he's doing and stuff. Yeah. He, you know, played it and worked on it a little bit. Yeah. And stuff like yeah. So after the gig, I would always stay a few extra minutes uh -huh. and, you know, critique him, give him some stuff to work on for next week. So his mom, after each Sunday, would start giving me little tips 
Uh-huh. You know, I mean, they tip in the tip hat. Yeah. But yeah. they were giving me some tips from, you know, because they were calling it a lesson, which it was. You know, I was giving yeah. them a lesson. Sure. But it's on my gigs. So I don't, I right. don't consider it a lesson. It's yeah, what I yeah, do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially if you find an interesting young, you know, somebody who's just getting into it. Yeah. I want to, you know, it's like fishing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's, he's nibbling at the bait. Uh-huh. I want to set the hook. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I want to I get the hook in him. So, you know, and uh, so since then, you know, he's gotten into competitive swimming and uh-huh. now he's getting into girls. And oh, the whole boy. Bit, yeah. You know, the whole yeah, bit. Yeah. But he is so, well, he started, he, he would come back every week and, and, and his parents told his teacher that I'm kind of mentoring him mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. So I make sure I find out the material that his yeah. teacher is, you know, expect him to cover. Yeah. Uh, that's, as a matter of fact, I had a lesson with him Saturday. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how it was. I had him to play the exercise. Did he soak it in? Did he just soak it up? He soaked it to the point where, okay, last year, uh-huh. I had it, you know. I had I had just moved to New Orleans, and only had been in New Orleans for uh, two months before uh-huh. the jazz festival. Because I think I'm, yeah. Well, when actually, no, I signed the papers mm-hmm. for the jazz fest. I mean, for my house the weekend before jazz fest was supposed to start. But that's the year that it canceled. Oh but, yeah, yeah. But they all had tickets. I found them a, oh. a, a Airbnb near my house because the whole family was coming. Uh-huh. Well, we were able to. They were able to save the Airbnb for a year, so they got the same <laughs> Airbnb. So the so the mom, dad, the sister who was a violinist, accomplished violinist. Yeah, um, and um, they came. Uh, to New Orleans, uh-huh. I let them have my car because my daughter had a car there. So I used her car and I let them have my car for the, and they stayed for the two weeks. Uh-huh. They came for both, week, both weeks. So I had a chance to let them get around, give them a few lessons. And so I hooked them up with some of the local cats, right? Nice. So I had them playing at Preservation Hall. Wow. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, Starting <laughs> at the top, right? <laughs> so I, I brought uh, you know my you know my brothers who play there, put uh, me, his grandmother who was there, uh-huh. and the kid on the guest list. His mom, dad, and yeah. sister they paid. Yeah. So we had the VIP huh? uh, pew right next to the band. Uh-huh. So. I had introduced, you know, introduced him to all the cats. We had talked uh-huh. about him and uh-huh. stuff like that. So they made sure he brought his horn because they could call him up to play, play with him. <laughs> and it was so hip. Uh, Kevin was a trumpet player, and he was doing one of those tunes that you use a plunger. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. He had two plungers, and it was so beautiful how <laughs> he called Leo up and gave him a you see, you know, give, you know, use my, you know, use my plunger, which for the first time, and yeah, he stood yeah. up and he 
play and the wow. guys encouraged him yeah. and he you know, of course he had something to to talk about for, yeah really the rest you know, of his life actually right <laughs> is know? charlie gabriel still in a band charlie Gabe, he wasn't in that band but yeah, that charlie night. gabe he He's just made a record and 90 i know charlie I, is still you know charlie one of my favorite cats that and stuff like that he he plays a lot with in, in shannon powell's mm -hmm. i was with um well, actually, Shannon was in there. Shannon was on in in that band too. Yeah, I, I talked to him one time uh, when he came. Charlie? He came through. Yeah, about when he when he lived here and played in that played in that band down at what is now the Crystal Hotel. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Uh, and, and it was it was a, it was a, it was a very rough joint. They brought him here, and I don't know if if they convinced him he should move or said you got to go you got to go where I tell you. But he le he led that band here in Portland for for years. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and I talked to I talked to a guy who does like a, a mob history of Portland, uh -huh. <laughs> and he said, "Yes, that's where all that's that's where all the gangsters oh, it was a mob hung out. run." Yes. Oh, yes. And and the, and he, the thing about that about it was the 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 uh, people who went there. In, in the in hierarchy of of respect of, of respect was the safe crackers were always the the, the most respected yes <laughs> oh yes indeed but yeah charlie charlie and and of course when when they opened that when they redid the the, the crystal hotel you know 10 years ago whenever it was uh, uh. they they had him back and let me, let me tell you charlie well one charlie a decent charlie gable story <laughs> Um, it was either 1999 wife at the time yeah. and myself will take one right well in this particular year she did not want to take a trip with me hmm. she she said why don't you and miriam go someplace mm -hmm. miriam is my youngest yeah uh and also miriam is the one that i you know, I kind of raised that so she. I yeah. stopped going on the road, you know, yeah. because I wanted to spend more time in being a dad. And right. A dad. Well, boy, does she turn out well. Look yeah, she's she's doing quite she's well. She just finished med, med school, right? Well, she's finished that. She's finished all the requirements. Now we're waiting to get her placement for a residency. All right. Yeah. I'm knocking on wood, y'all, <laughs> for it to be here in Portland. Yes. <laughs> okay, so, uh, okay, so a vacation. Talk, yeah, so... We had our first computer, real good computer, uh -huh. so I got online and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. and planned a trip um, of the Underground Railroad. We mapped the Underground Railroad yeah. of Escape Slave all the way to Canada. Wow. So I, so wow, I drove what one a great way to get idea. to Canada. What a great idea. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did we, 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 I, I took three and a half weeks, so we drove from New Orleans, one way, you know, we went this way that mm -hmm. we came, you know, we never, never yeah. hit two cities yeah. twice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so going up, we would, 
we I would only drive no more than six, seven hours a day, and then we get to our new mm-hmm. um, destination. I had it all mm-hmm. mapped out and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And the deal was with the little, and I had two 11-year-old girls. Wow. <laughs> so, so the deal was, um, Every may you know every city with a major league baseball team, <laughs> they got to go to the game with me, and uh, I had to take them to a water park. Oh, <laughs> that was the deal. You know, if you go to the good deal, good deal. Oh <laughs> yeah. man, well, good deal. Needless, needless to say, I mean, I'm gonna get away from the baseball, but. St. Louis, that's Chicago, Detroit. Well, when baseball comes up and it's you and me, we that's hard to yeah, yeah, hard yeah, to get away from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't. We we went we were in Canada, yeah. but we we went to uh, Hamilton because Hamilton uh-huh. is kind of centrally located, like ninety. Right. Uh, a 90 minute, two hour drive in one direction, you're in Toronto, you know, another, mm-hmm. what, two and a half, three hours, you could be in Montreal. Yeah. So it's, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. you can you can cross the board to go and go to Niagara Falls or be on this, right. on a Canadian side of Niagara Falls. Yeah, so yeah. it's really kind of a cool, so we stayed yeah. there a couple of days in Hamilton. Uh-huh. And just, we <laughs> went, anyway, Charlie. So, <laughs> so we got to Detroit. Uh-huh. And, Did you go to Tiger Stadium? Huh? Go to Tiger Stadium? The old stadium? I went to yeah. Tiger Stadium, baby, before it returned yeah. up. Yeah. I still have, I bought a fitted Detroit Tiger cap at wow. the stadium <laughs> because it was the last two weeks. This was August of 2000. Oh, yeah, that was about, they, they, were, they were about to tear it down. They were tearing it, yeah. So, yeah. so because my buddy who's from Detroit brought, brought me there, you know, I mean, for the whole game he's complaining about this how this rundown ballpark and he oh, kept, you know he wasn't please. going he wasn't going to the game because he was so pissed oh. off at them not having a decent place oh, to play man, ball I've been in that ballpark it was <laughs> fabulous I thought say man it was a dream come true for I me sat to, in the press box in for that me ballpark. to be in Tiger Stadium yeah, I mean, yeah you know something yeah. you just hear about on right, the radio or right. TV and there's where Reggie hit the ball over the over in the light tower yeah so so uh <laughs> but well, anyway so I had the girls see what happened yeah see you see that that baseball now the um, I forgot, I forgot where, where we were staying. Yeah, we were staying near uh-huh. uh, my buddy's Curtis house, yeah. and um, so I took the girls to the Henry Ford mm-hmm. Museum, of course. Mm-hmm. But they also have the big amusement park. I forgot what the name it. There's a name for it, but it's a uh-huh. big amusement park, yeah. and. So we're walking around and we're gawking and we're having a good time eating cotton mm-hmm. candy and that kind of stuff. <laughs> and we see the the uh, Clydesdale. Oh man, yeah, horse yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing coming our way yeah. with a band on it. Ah, who was clarinet no. player? <laughs> no, now look, can you imagine? I <laughs> I saw Charlie maybe a year or so before that. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was playing with Walter Payton. Really? Uh, the bass player. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nicholas Dad. Uh-huh. At, oh, at this place called the Hollow Point. Okay. <laughs> 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 Thank you. <laughs> you. You get it. <laughs> wow. It's, 
it's one of those little bars that you know those street that does that. Yeah, it's right at the. Right. Of, right, right. Well, right that's here. like that's like uh, the, the bullets, the the, the place that, that the, yeah. we went to hear you play in yeah, New bullet. Orleans. And because he got a bullet in his head, yeah, that he got shot when he was a kid, and never, oh, man. they couldn't get the bullet out, so uh, he just uh, called him uh, bullet. But he's still, but yeah, man, I saw him. So here, you know, I'm talking, I'm talking to my boy, and Charlie sees me. Huh. And I'm just, you know, I'm just looking at the wagon and stuff, and he sees me, and just started pointing. <laughs> pointing, pointing, and then I see it's, it's him. You know, he's playing his butt off. He's playing clarinet in this band. Yeah, you yeah, know, with yeah. the with the uh, you know, with the arm band. Oh, sure, but, you know, sure, the, yeah. the costume and stuff. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. uh, 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 riding, riding around um, because his his wife was from uh, Detroit and she was an invalid at the time. And wow. Charlie was just with with his with her caregiver. Yeah, and he just leave yeah. to go make the gig and come in. Right. He did that for years until yeah. she passed. Well, he he was in Detroit, and then uh, they moved him to Portland, and then he went back. Back to Detroit, and then, and, and then went back to New Orleans. And then went back yeah. to New Orleans because when he was in New Orleans, because he had that regular gig on Sundays, and when when the cat comes, he say, "Man, can you make can you make the gig?" And you know, where Charlie? And he said, "Man, he's on the road. He's going under." But you, you know, and and I made you know, I made the I made a couple of those gigs in his in his absence, and it was so funny, man. It was, you know, one of those chicks at that club. She wanted to in, invite you to her house after the set. Uh -huh. Have a little uh -huh. after yeah. set fun. And I I know this stuff was so funny. Uh, I walk in her house, right, and on her dresser, uh -huh. the mirror, she got Charlie's picture oh. <laughs> stuck in the little thing that keeps the mirror together. He's got <laughs> I, I, I said, yes, indeed. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering what was happening. <laughs> you know, why do I get the invitation? Yeah. And, you know, uh, maybe because Charlie couldn't be there yet. I'll be, you know, since I'm subbing, right. since I'm subbing right, right, for him, right. you can come on over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've funny. never been back there. <laughs> so he's he's 90, 90 something. I think Charlie's ninety or yeah. ninety. Yeah. Yes, yes. I played. He's got a new record. I, pl I played a, a track from it on the radio. Yes, indeed, man. <laughs> you With know the what? Producer New Orleans. Uh, uh, he did it. No, probably producer New Orleans. Cause I talked about you last week on a radio show. Because I talked about you last week on my radio really? show, yeah. Because it was I played something by the Dirty Dozen, uh -huh, uh -huh. and uh, uh, and Roger got was was one of the writing credits, and so I just listed who was who got the writing credits, and I said, D I bet you didn't know <laughs> that Roger uh, was in Fats Domino's band, and then he was they were the, the Dirty Dozen was was getting together, and and uh, Roger said. He called up Reggie. And said, yeah, yeah, right. And it's, it's a small world. Roger know? was say, bro, you uh, <laughs> say, bro, you want a gig with Fats? That's how Roger want a gig with Fats. Say, well, he said, yeah, man, I'm just going to be doing the, the dozen, and Fats getting ready to get back out there. Huh? You know, but the wonderful thing about Fats is, man, once you get in, yeah. if you're regular, you never lose your gig. Yeah. So yeah. we have had on some of the gigs at home uh -huh. three baritone saxophones. Wow! 
because there was wow. three cats who played Whoa. that. That so, must have been like a an, an earthquake. Yeah, but <laughs> but you see, Roger, to, you know, I give Roger all the props. He, you know, oh, you always actually, have. Well, actually, Roger inherited that chair from the original cat. The yeah. original cat. I got a picture of him. Uh-huh on my wall at home. Wow. I look at him every day. Huh. He's got a son that's one heck of a saxophone clarinetist. Really? Clarence Ford. Huh. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Lewis Ford is taking over his mantle. Huh. But but Clarence, man, Clarence, Clarence was one of them kids, you know, was, you know, he does the fast thing, but then when he started doing that, he does the traditional thing with clarinet. You could do the bebop thing, you could uh-huh. do the funk thing. Uh-huh. You know, just a, just a complete cat, family man, uh, a, a man of honor and respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a man who knows what should be the correct procedure yeah. of dealing with professional musicians yeah. and being yeah. in the fast domino band at the time, that was not always the case. Oh. <laughs> and he left the band yeah. when the band had a, um, the, they used to travel in a bus and station wagon uh-huh. and they had a bad accident. One of the cats got killed. Oh boy. Uh, Clarence, Came lame, became lame wow. from that, huh. and apparently, so the story goes, he had a lawsuit against, um, probably the company and stuff like right, that. But, right, right. but of course, it names the the Fats, who yeah. is the the the, yeah. the, the contractor, yeah. as responsible. And I think you know, Fats took that personal yeah and yeah. Uh, then yeah. Clarence took it yeah. even more personal right and of course Clarence is is of the statue mm-hmm. that he does not have to play that fast domino stuff right because he comes home and right. just let people know he's available and yeah. he, he didn't he never but isn't that true about uh, about all New Orleans musicians <laughs> that you, no matter how many hits they've had or R&B hits or funk hits or anything that everybody everybody wants to play jazz yeah. isn't that true yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> well you know what I so I when I it was so funny. I, I, I could just, I could just see my audience out there going like, when I tell the story about about Roger, getting you the helping to get you to gig with Fats Domino, going like, I didn't know that. That's great. And the, and the next thing is, I wonder how Reggie is, because people miss you here, man. They well, miss look, you. Before we get that, yeah, I want to tell you a little bit another a, a cool Roger Lewis story. Okay. Okay, and he's still still with the dozen, right? Is he? Okay, he with the dozen. Roger had been mo- does modeling. Really? He's, I mean, he has huh. he has been I think in in some commercials huh. that were like fashion commercials that in one of the musicians with horn and stuff. Is Roger's done a lot of wow. For so okay, so I haven't been since I moved from Portland. It was so traumatic for me. Yeah, I get home. And um, I have absolutely no interest in trying to get a gig. Really? None. Wow. I, 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 as a matter of fact, I was home for months, and then I finally 
during the pandemic. Yeah. To put for, well, there's no gigs anyway, uh, right? Well, no. Well, they start having a lot of outdoor. Yeah, yeah. People. So Shannon would get Shannon his band. Shannon Powell, yes, Shannon the great Powell, drummer. Right, lived right in Treme. Uh-huh. Shannon Powell lived right in the heartbeat, right by uh-huh. um, Congo Square. I mean, yeah. his property yeah. borders Congo Square. Wow. So he's right in the heart of Treme. Jeez. So they pulled off the st- this area of the street and stuff and set up his band outside, and his wife and them cooking and selling water and food, uh-huh. blah, blah, uh-huh. blah. And they paid, played. So I showed up one Sunday to take pictures. Got some cool pictures I can share with you. Um, I, I showed up just to take some pictures. See the guy, so I see uh-huh. Shannon and, and Kevin and the cats. Um, and I run into the great Greg Stafford, mm-hmm. cornet player with mm-hmm. Preservation Hall, mm-hmm. with um, Dr. Michael White. And oh, he, yeah. As a matter of fact, he's, in, he's touring Scandinavia now. Wow. Well, anyway. He saw me. What, man, you here you visit? No, man, I done moved back here, bought me a little house across the river. I said, yeah, man, what you, what, what, what you doing? Yeah. yeah. See, well, man, I'm just laying low. I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta check the scene before I. Yeah. He said, yeah, brother, got a whole lot of hungry gorillas around here. I know you, you waiting to see how many bananas left on the tree, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I see exactly right, man. I am waiting to see how many bananas left on a tree. Right. And if if it's feasible for me to go and try to feed off of them. Yeah. So uh, we laughed about that. But um, so I went out to take some pictures during Mardi Gras time. Mm-hmm. So I went under the bridge near Kermit Ruffin. Mm-hmm. Sunday morning, I don't expect mm-hmm. to see very many people. Mm-hmm. It's I want to mother-in-law see, lounge. Yes. Yeah. So I want to see them forming, getting mm-hmm. ready for the day's. Fi- yeah. uh, uh, so this is the Sunday before uh, Mardi Gras day, mm-hmm. and Kermit sees me, big old flower, beckons me over, uh-huh. give me a you know a large brother hug. Red, you're home. Blah blah. What you doing? Yeah. I said, he said, where your horn? I said, my horn is at home. He huh. said, look, come back at five today. <laughs> uh, I play a five to seven set here. Uh, before I have my DJ play, I play a five to seven set on Sunday. You come on and play. He said, it's a paying gig. I'm going to pay you. <laughs> so I thought about it. I say, well, it's five o'clock, so I could be back home before dark. Yes. <laughs> I'm in bed at nine o'clock. Okay. Since since I moved back then. Right. So I went and played. You know, I went to set up, got there early enough. Mm-hmm. Uh went in his uh in the beer room, but the store mm-hmm. room, mm-hmm. set myself up, warmed up and stuff, left mm-hmm. my horn there. Mm-hmm. I'm going outside. He's got a big patio, big, mm-hmm. big outdoor area and stuff. Mm-hmm. So let me go walk around and sit there, you know. Mm-hmm. And the uh his bass player, mm-hmm. Kevin, came sit by me. So we talking. Mm-hmm. I said, Man, look, man, I I haven't played a set in a while, man. What y'all gonna do? Reggie, shut up. I don't even, I ain't want to hear that, man. Look, 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 look. There's, we we playing the music you know, okay? All right. You know that kind of stuff. And, yeah. and I'm trying to say, man, I ain't playing, you know, but he, he ain't hearing it. Yeah. So we just sitting there, and I look over. Now I'm in the sun, and it's mm-hmm. dark in there, so 
I have, you know, I can't make, I can see a silhouette. Yeah. But I can't make out the person. Uh -huh. So I see this cat coming in, setting up cymbals uh -huh. on the drum. Say, bro, who the drummer tonight? He said, I ain't telling you. Hurl and Riley. Oh, <laughs> whoa! No, it's only, only my favorite. You know, I mean, yeah. You know, I have, I have three favorites. Uh -huh. You know, but they're all number one to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, for different reasons, but who Erlen, are they? Who are they? Erlen, Shannon, and uh, Raymond Weber. Okay, for funk and that kind of stuff. Uh huh. And Raymond is such a an incredible study. Uh huh. When I first met Raymond, he was just playing rhythm and blues on Bourbon Street uh -huh. with this big blues singer chick, uh -huh. right? I think he was twenty one, twenty one, something like that. Uh -huh. Young cat, he had been play, playing down there. Mm -hmm. And a trumpet player, Frank Parker, yeah. we were looking for a drummer because we had Shannon. Mm -hmm. Well, no, actually, Hurlin first. Uh. The that wow. Then Shannon, uh, uh, but I also had Shannon in my trio. Yeah. We, we played for years in the trio. Yeah. Okay, so Shannon gone with Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. Hurlin is in New York now with uh -huh. Wenton and doing all that kind of stuff. Uh -huh. So the trumpet player who should come and sit in with us when he's in town say, man, and they got this cool brother playing them on Bourbon Street with John Duvall. Mm -hmm. I knew where they were playing. Uh -huh. He said, man, go check this cat out. So even Charmaine heard about him. Wow. And went over there, so we, they invited him to come and sit in on a Monday. Mm -hmm. So he got, you know, see, man, you want the gig, you got the gig. So. Yeah. The Bourbon Street gig, he's playing six, seven hours a night right. and going home with a hundred dollars. Uh. Okay, our gig, shoot, you could you could play a a, a, a two ninety minute set and, and you could go home with double or triple that. Yeah. Plus you're gonna work, you know, you're gonna you got good work and we were doing we were traveling and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So he gave up Jones gig and he came full time with us. Then he gets the call to go after a few years, mm -hmm. when Harry does the funk thing, oh yeah, that's when he gets, he sends Shannon back home, and uh, he gets Raymond. Yeah, yeah, and so that's when Shannon came back, and I was playing the gazebo session, the gazebo out there in the French Quarter, so uh -huh. got him Shannon on that gig, and I was playing a regular a Wednesday and Sunday gig at a restaurant uh -huh. with me, Shannon, and Amosy Miller. Uh -huh. So. So Shannon was back. We had, but those are my, those are my favorite cats because uh, mm -hmm. their versatility. Yeah, you know because yeah. a lot of cats could play swing and jazz and all that kind of, but they can't play traditional. So how did that gig at at, at Kermit's place go? Man, it was so much fun. He's got this uh, young Japanese. Uh -huh. Keyboard player that's been in New Orleans long enough to, uh -huh. to I mean, that poor fella. He, you know, they're not gonna understand him when they go back home. <laughs> he's, he's got he's got so much of that New Orleans yeah. thing in him now. Yeah. Um, and the gig was just 
It was fun. Mm-hmm. How were your the, chops? Oh, it wore me out. As oh, a matter of fact, yeah. I, that's what made me say, well, I got to go home and practice. So, and what, what, what were you playing, tenor? Or, or? Tenor. Okay. Mostly, I, I, I had my soprano there, yeah. but I was trying to get, and then, but then I started practicing mm-hmm. after playing all of these years, 50 plus years as a professional with one embouchure. Yeah. I was listening to some a lot of classical music uh-huh. during the pandemic, you know, classical saxophonists uh-huh. and stuff like that, uh-huh. doing, doing some work. And I'm noticing their embouchures. Mm-hmm. And then it made me think about when I first started playing, the embouchure that I used was mm-hmm. the embouchure that they're using, which is called the double cushion. Uh-huh. Like that. Uh-huh. Well, I've been doing, you know, teeth on top of the... Uh-huh. Well, yeah. Mouthpiece like that for most of my career. Uh-huh. When I started doing a double cushion, huh. well, that's yeah. You can train an old dog new tricks. Yes, it just takes a little more time, <laughs> <laughs> a little more repetitiveness. Yes, <laughs> but yes. Um, so I let the cats here know. I said, uh-huh. "I'm just getting back playing." Um, Jimmy Russell had me on a recording session last uh-huh. week. Uh-huh. With Steve Berlin, Berlin learned. Did he tell? Did he talk to you about le- having to learn how to pl- play all a, a, a different way all over again? I had him in here. We were talking. We were talking about it because I was asking about. I would tell him what I was going yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. And he said, "Man, I know what you mean, man." He said, "Although he has used the double cushion mm-hmm. throughout his whole career, so he didn't have to yeah. make that transition." Okay. But he said that. His teeth, it was just reek, reeking havoc. Wow. His lower teeth, and he showed me, huh. and he was doing something to circumvent the pain wow. and the discomfort. Wow. Uh, he had to, you know, make some. Did he stick with it? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Okay, yeah. Because you know who else? He there, sounds I, so freaking great on that horn, man. You know Derek Sims, a trumpet player. Oh, I love. Yeah, Derek he is on learned, my CD. He learned, he relearned how to play the trumpet. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, man, Derek is on my last CD. Yeah, hey, okay. I'm still waiting for Homage Volume Two. That um, <laughs> let's. You know what? I'll tell you what's happening with that. Because <laughs> there's, there's, there's got to be more tunes that you recorded that you never used. Yes, it yeah. is, and and I'm getting more tunes. Okay, let me fill you in what's happening. I've spoken to you about uh, Leo, my little trumpet student, yes. and his little sister, mm-hmm. Elsa, mm-hmm. the violinist. Um, so they're coming on a gig. He is regular. A couple of years. Mm-hmm. In the, se- in the mm-hmm. second year, I find out his mother mm-hmm. got her master's degree from the Conservatory of Music in Paris. Whoa! It's, huh. I was saying, it's two premier schools in the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of them. Right. And the one in, in what, Adelberg or Inge, Ingeberg. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, with great, it's, you know, yeah, put yeah. out yeah. geniuses and stuff. Right. That's where she did her, her graduate. Oh, man. She, she has a personal relationship with Jimmy and Rosalind Carter. Whoa. Uh, the Dalai Lama, she <laughs> did a thing. She wrote 
years ago, a long time ago. Um, okay, it was some physicist mm-hmm. that either was a Nobel laureate or mm-hmm. of that caliber mm-hmm. uh, that she, I don't know the exact circumstances of, but she was into that community, right? Mm-hmm. So she wrote a song for the physicist <laughs> that only a phys- physicist will oh, understand. Oh my God. I mean, you know, God, yeah, it's so yeah. clever. Yeah. So she, this it started like this. When I was just knocked out when I found out her credentials, she's classical, yeah. classical, yeah. and then she played. Wow. And when wow. she started playing, oh my God. So, then she tell me, that, oh yes, I recorded. I have some recordings <laughs> out there. So look up her record. She is one of what XM satellite. Yeah, yeah. The children's music thing. Wow. She's huh. been writing all these children's songs Amazing. and stuff like that, Amazing. and they play her music a lot. And you I mean, t- and you teach her son. And and she's got <laughs> me. She got me <laughs> to teach her kids. That's great. Well, she doesn't know she does what she's doing. You know, uh, uh, it, it. Um, so, the, the daddy, yeah. Juilliard in <laughs> theater. <laughs> He's in theater and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. That plays guitar, mandolin, uh. anything with a string on it. So all of his kids, <laughs> as his kids are playing, so now. They just evolved into this little family band. Yeah, they just beginning yeah. to yeah. do some things together, and it's so cute because he, yeah. he's doing he's strumming on his mandolin, and the little girl with the long she's got hair down in here, yeah, and yeah. she's yeah. you know <laughs> fiddling around, and <laughs> and my boy Leo, you know he's you know I catch him uh-huh. doing that, uh-uh. You can't do that, you know. You can get bad habits. So, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just giving him information that uh, his teacher is handling all of the technical progressions that you want to see in a student. Right, right. I want to give him, I'm giving him those intangibles, the things that, that um, um, you know, older cats yeah. who'd, have, who'd have been through the mill and sure. noticed young cats is, oh, no, man. You know, you don't want to pick up those bad habits. Yeah. And how you deal with the bad habits is you create good habits at the beginning. Uh-huh. And then you don't know anything else. Yeah. So, you know, I just got him, you know, holding his horn up and right. uh, taking his time. I mean, right. he played this study that his teacher gave him, mm-hmm. you know. So I just let him do it and uh-huh. I know he didn't count off. He did it. He'll stop a little while, make it a little and then it goes on again and it gets to the whole thing. And so he's sitting over here and I got these staring glasses on, so I'm just looking at measures to make sure I'm keeping up with the measure, but that's not necessarily notes. I'm just listening. Mm-hmm. But then I really look at the music. I said, um, Leo, these are not 16 notes, these are eight notes. Okay, and I was, and I'm look, just look, I'm just glancing at it, and I say, oh, I see why your t- 
teacher gave you this because it's full. You see, yes, you're getting the notes right, but you're not playing any incidentals at mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one volume, it's one attack. You you know, you're playing it like you want to get through it. Yeah. So I say, wait a minute. I say, play me because it was an E flat. Play me an E flat scale. Uh no. Hold notes. Da, 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 da. I say hold notes. <laughs> you know, so I kind of one, you know, you know, and then after he did it a couple of times, I say, Do you hear the difference? And it just starts smiling. I you say, know, yeah. speaking of the conservatoire, mm -hmm. I was interviewing Jean Luc Ponty, who was Ooh, yeah. one time. And I was on a t TV show, and there was a, called the Critics Place back in back in, in Maryland. Mm -hmm. And um, on the, also on the show was a classical music critic, right? And he was all snooty, right? Uh -huh. And so he he goes, <clears throat> Mr. Ponte, you play so beautifully, but why on earth do you play an electric violin? So Ponte <laughs> just turns to him and goes, Because I love it. <laughs> 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 yeah, okay. he shot. He shut up. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> right. Uh, so when I knew I was leaving, uh -huh. and you know, I formed my, they knew my whole journey and stuff like yeah. that. So the mom and the little girl went out shopping uh -huh. for a going away card and a gift. When you were leaving Portland to go to New Orleans. Yes, okay. when I was leaving Portland. Yeah. So now I was leaving Portland, April. Okay, I was signing for the house. I've never uh -huh. seen the house, but I'm flying yeah. in to sign for the house. <laughs> the signing was for April 23rd. I fly in April 22nd. Uh -huh. So I could see the house before I signed and stuff like that. I said, cool. Yeah. And all the people came the next day, Right. you know. Signed for the house, stayed a few days, and I came back to Portland for another month and had to pack, yeah. get everything, stuff like that. So when I was on my way, she gave me a card that says, kind people are my kind of people. Uh, you know, thank you, Reggie, nice. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, You're just yeah. a kind man, and blah, blah. I say, and then she, she said, no, that card wasn't good enough, so she went home and she wrote a song, Kind wow. People. Wow. So... When I got back to pack, she contacted me. She said, Reggie, do you have like one day that sh we can get together? Because I have some studio time at Randy Porter's studio. Wow. I want you to come and lay a horn track down for this song that I wrote about you. Oh, uh, wow. I said, cool. Uh -huh. Went there, did it, got the song. You know, did you play on it? Yes. Yeah, okay. okay. So she finished it and... Um, Randy mixed it and she got it mastered and then she sent it to XM Radio. Huh. She but she wanted to time it. She waited because she find that Random Acts of Kindness Day is uh -huh. in February. Wow. So she sent it to them so she could release it on Random Acts of Kindness Day. Is it jazz? No, it's a kill children's. It's a children's. Oh, wow. It's on a yeah, children's yeah, station, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And it got up to number two. Huh. Number two. So. I have she, always said that you are never too old to have a hit. <laughs> no, look. Oh, 
So she she contacted me excited. Oh, the program director and blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's somebody. They love you, Reggie. <laughs> they, she said that. She listened to it. I don't even have the XM radio. Right. You know, she listens. She, she, she gets it. So she sent me things like a little clip of the DJ. Uh-huh. And now we have Reggie Houston. <laughs> you know, you know, kind of. So the people have asked for more. Wow. So, okay. So this past November, they flew me. She flew me in. Huh? Went to Randy Porter and we did seven more songs jeez okay so uh, uh th- she did a new birthday song she uh-huh. did, you know she covered holiday she doing the different kids mm-hmm. and she was doing it for a, a cd mm-hmm. and we were supposed to look into releasing a cd six months ago <laughs> that she decided she's just going to submit from time to time singles mm-hmm. but in the meantime she wanted me to write some little songs and stuff and record them. Mm-hmm. And she's going to submit it because she knew that I'm really looking, I need money, I need an income mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't particularly want to have to play in bars if mm-hmm. I don't have to. Mm-hmm. So she, I was already um, affiliated with one of the uh, music collecting, you know, w- distributing mm-hmm. companies that uh, follow your music and mm-hmm. pay you your little royalties and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. There is so- Sound Check is one. Mm. Um, sound Exchange is another. Uh, I think Sound Check is affiliated with BMI. Yeah. And I think the other one might be f- affiliated with ASCAP, but they. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so. <coughs> I didn't get paid for a long time because all the information they had was my Portland address. Oh, jeez. My old Comcast oh, email. Yeah. So it was just kind of caught. And then they have missed a lot of their employees. So huh. they were kind of backlogged and stuff like that. So you got some dough coming. I got it right before this trip. Oh. I mean, well, well, um, <laughs> it, it's every... Uh, the 23rd of each month is when uh-huh. they put the money in your account. Oh, so man. when I looked at it, I said, now nah, this is, this <laughs> that's is, how it's is, supposed to be. This is okay. I could, yeah. you know, so now the thing is, okay. When they were there, you know, mm-hmm. Lori and her family was there. We went to DeVell Crawford's gig at really? Snug Harbor. Yeah. So he played the jazz fest that afternoon. Mm-hmm. And then he was playing Snug Harbor that night. Mm-hmm. So we had tickets for that night. And boy, he was glad to see me because they were so surprised. He didn't yeah. know with it. So, uh, I had a wonderful time with him. Uh, uh, he, he's been on this podcast. Oh, excellent. I had a wonderful time with him. He, so did the first set, he had his cats in from New York. Whoa. You know, he had a yeah. New York bass player, uh-huh. New York drummer playing, playing, playing uh-huh. with him. Well. And set set was hip. So the second set, he was doing the set, and he just started doing Jesse Hill's oop oop and <laughs> And then he stopped. Boom. Red, come up here. Come on, do this with me. <laughs> so here, I, I walk up. I get on the bandstand. And, of course, he's in the key, and he's all over the stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, it's not my key. <laughs> 
Of course. I don't even know. I don't do Upu Kadusa. I don't know what can I do this anyway. <laughs> right? So so here he's playing, and then he said, wait, what key you want it in? And the only thing I could told him was, not that key. <laughs> <laughs> so he put it in some other key, which wasn't a key, but I kind of faked it. <laughs> Laurie thought that song, she, she, you know, she's a classical person. So yeah, she, yeah. she thought that was the bomb. It is the Be- bomb. Because. Because it is no, the bomb. Hold it. But <laughs> for different reasons. She thought it was the bomb because it was saying poo and do. Because little kids <laughs> love to say poo and do. So she said, Reggie, you got to record this. <laughs> I got Shannon Powell. Wow. Mark Brooks. This uh-huh. great Kyle on keyboard. Next couple of days, went to this great studio. Record. I listened to the original, right? Yeah. And and then that then it came back. The original had a part one and part two. Absolutely. Right. They had the saxophone on I had part the two. I had the forty five. Yes. Yeah. Right, right. So <laughs> it's it's him on the one uh-huh. his side. The B side was a saxophone player playing it. Right. I think it was Joe Tillman. Is that right? I think so. Uh-huh. And um, who his son was a marvelous pianist that died too soon, huh. a part of the Uptown also. Oh, wow. Cyril Neville, it was two yeah. keyboard players. Yeah. Cyril Neville and uh, Joe Tillman's son, Joe uh-huh. Tillman. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, I forgot what I was saying. I get talk about those. Does it matter? Uh, huh? Does it matter? No. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Y'all understand. If I, was, if I was required to remember where I was in the middle of a conversation, I would never talk to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, I think, okay. people, I think people are really interested in why did you go to New Orleans and why are you coming back? Okay, Tom. For you, the, uh, the truth, I went, I moved back home. Yeah. Um, I hate to say it grudgingly. Uh-huh. It's because being in making, um, I make no excuse of my ignorance. I was just not privy to the right information to to make myself financially mm-hmm. sound mm-hmm. that I'll be able to purchase a home mm-hmm. where I wanted to yeah. and not where I had to. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, from my observation, it's one of those residuals mm-hmm. of me being in, and uh, my ancestors being slaves and mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. grew up in a society that has such systemic policies yes. both on the books some have been removed but on the consciousness of so many entities mm-hmm. that decide whether you could stay here or you stay there right so anyway when i was looking into purchasing a home here of course i'm doing it Right, I started the process right before the pandemic started. Oh boy! And with wonderful help from mm-hmm. uh, an agency here, and uh, they told me the things that I needed to do to effect me being 
getting a loan. Mm -hmm. So I got my credit all straight and paid mm -hmm. off all these old bills. Mm -hmm. and it took a while, but I, I did what was suggested and got to that point where now it's time for me to apply for the loan and looking for a house to the loan amount that I was only qualifying for the time was two hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars. Well you can't find anything in the Portland area right. for two hundred thousand dollars unless you want to put into it two hundred thousand dollars. Correct. Correct. <laughs> um, I at the time I did not see myself living in Woodburn or Vancouver. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I shared that information with my older sister in New Orleans, and she said, you know, we have family members and friends of the church that's been in real estate for 35 years. Let me see if they could find you something here. Mm -hmm. Started like as simple as that. Mm. Uh, she put me in touch with this wonderful lady, Deborah Leonard. Um, uh, she sent me things to look at. I let her know mm -hmm. what's happening with me, how I am. Mm. You know, I, mm -hmm. security is very important for me. Mm -hmm. I'm, um, I have personal habits mm -hmm. that I inherited from. I guess my military days mm -hmm. of being ex mm -hmm. So yes, I check locks twice, three times before I go to bed and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Can't mm -hmm. help it. Um, Nothing wrong with that. Right, you know, and um, so she found me this little house. Mm -hmm. You know, here I, you know, my house on uh, Harrison was, what, about 3,200, 3,300 square feet yeah. to go back yard. Yeah. Okay, I got a, 1,500 square feet yeah, down. Yeah. And of course I had acquired enough right. uh, stuff to fill, fill in a four bedroom right. house with Jim. So it, it wasn't that you wanted to move back to New Orleans? Absolutely not. Wow. See, Absolutely. that's what everybody thinks. Oh, no, no. I had to move because, because I could not find an affordable gotcha. house here gotcha. in Portland. Huh. And so I found this house, got it for one hundred and seventy thousand dollars here. Mm -hmm. It'd be easily three hundred and seventy dollars. Yeah, because I have been riding around looking at similar right. houses. Right. It's a cute little house in a great neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I mean, with all the crime that's in that area, yeah. uh, my neighborhood is, you know, retirees mm -hmm. and the people with families are, you know, very supportive kind of thing. And so I. Um, Big beautiful oak tree in my front yard, uh -huh. um, but um, the the I and many others um, who does not live in Louisiana see Louisiana as a relatively not a relatively a pretty regressive state. Yes, yes. You know we. You right. know I mean it's it, it's and. Uh, I, in 2004, I made a conscious, conscious move here. Yeah, oh, For sure. life. Yeah. Uh, I, Jim Adair extended more than a life preserver for me. Yes. He, and that was initial, but then it was 
just a wonderful way of life. Mm-hmm. Um, that and you I were appreciated. You were appreciated here. Appreciated and very well prepared to yeah. participate right. and contribute. Yes, to the community in that area. Um, my, I, I know how local musicians feel about cats from out of town coming to their town mm-hmm. and establishing themselves, kind of push themselves into their music scene. Well, I, I avoided that. You know, mm-hmm. I did not, um, bless her heart, Christian Valensky mm-hmm. did more f- f- for me to get my name mm-hmm. uh, into the public's ear mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, God bless her. I mean, I don't know what she's doing and stuff like that. I love her to death. Mm-hmm. Um, she did so many incredible things from from designing my first website. Oh, yeah. Uh, to even my present white website that I have not updated it since the Fats, since Fats Domino died yeah, and I did yeah. the Fats Domino tribute gig. Yeah, I have a, yeah. But it's still up and running. Right. Good. <laughs> um, and so, no, I moved to New Orleans. I was able to purchase a home there. So it had nothing to do with music or anything. I'm just, you know, that's... Not at cause, all. Because when, when people heard that you left, everybody thought, well, okay, he's, he just wants to go home he's, because he's going he's gonna to get back into the music scene there and everything's going to be great, and, and it had nothing to do with it. Nothing, nothing. Wow. My, my ambition was to become a good citizen of Portland mm-hmm. and contribute to the development mm-hmm. Um, in its arts community, mm-hmm. I without you know I for those who come into my little satellite, I let them know that I am available. Mm-hmm. If you want, mm-hmm. if you want to get information from me that you think I have, mm-hmm. that I'm very available to share. Mm-hmm. Um, a a lot that many take situation for granted mm-hmm. and I don't so mm-hmm. I'll um, but you so you in fact did do some playing while you were down there down in New Orleans yeah let me tell you that I mean there was the, a pl- the, that, that time pl- at Kermit's I played that that okay that was in February mm-hmm. so that was a two-hour gig mm-hmm. that was it hmm the next time I played was three weeks ago, July 15th, oh my actually. God. Wow. And it was a memorial service at Sister Catherine Drexel's Catholic Church uh-huh. on Louisiana Avenue in New Orleans for Miss Dorothy Bailey. Mm-hmm. Dorothy Bailey, I went to school mm-hmm. with her son Gilbert and my, the the oldest son Norman is like my big brother too. Mm-hmm. His his sisters are like my sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, their mom. Let me tell you one little quick story about their mom. I took a group of twenty people several years ago from Portland to see New Orleans through my eyes. I remember that. Okay, well, had it it was through a. Um, 
pretty well-known, pretty together travel agency, Miss mm-hmm. uh, Sandy Carter's travel agency. I remember. And um, so I had a lot of things planned. One, you know, I hadn't planned by the day. So this one day we're going to Aretha Castle Haley Boulevard, which is a neighborhood that had, oh, it's a neighborhood that um, went into total disrepair mm-hmm. um, after the 60s. Yeah. And a African-American group, the Ashe Center, mm-hmm. A-S-H-E with a... Yeah. Uh, Accent. Accent over the E. Uh, Afrocentric. Mm-hmm. And they have revitalized mm. not just a building mm-hmm. or or a couple of buildings on the mm-hmm. block, mm-hmm. but block after block after block. Yeah. I mean, at least 10 or 12 blocks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of this area. Yeah. So there is a restaurant called Cafe Reconcile, hmm. where the waiters and staff there, even the cooks and stuff, or like juvenile offenders that have come through a judicial system, mm-hmm. and they're going to—they're giving them skills and stuff like that. So yeah. they work this this program. So it's been happening. A lot of great success stories. Mm-hmm. So I had uh, made reservations. For that, so all of this is uptown New Orleans. Right. Up to this point, everything that we had done has been downtown uh-huh. in the French Quarter, the CBD. Right. So now we're going up to Audubon Park. I'm oh thinking boy. Of Audubon Park. We drive up there to see that. Mm-hmm. Drive them up St. Charles Avenue so they could see yes. the mansion and the home, oh, the, yeah. the Garden District, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So we had coming back from the park and stuff. I called Dorothy Bailey because she lived on Jackson. Uh-huh. Dorothy, that family, uh, prior to integration, mm-hmm. when an African-American, when a black dignitary would come to New Orleans mm-hmm. for business or to speak at a church or, uh, or, or at an event, they did not stay in hotels or motels. They stayed in other people's homes. Uh, yeah. One of the homes mm-hmm. that was designated was mm-hmm. the Bailey's home. Uh-huh. They have a beautiful home. On, in, in a black neighborhood on a avenue, mm-hmm. same avenue where the Zulu parade. Is you know, right? before the Zulu parade mm-hmm. hit the general population, yeah. it goes through the hood <laughs> and uptown because all, all the right. parades start uptown. Yeah. So uh, their house is right on the Zulu parade route mm-hmm. traditionally on Jackson Avenue. So I called Dorothy just to say hi and I'm in town. Mm-hmm. You know, well, where are you? Well, I got this group of people from Portland that I'm just showing <laughs> them the town and stuff like that, and I'm just showing them the the historic places, and mm-hmm. I just want to point out your house to them that this is where mm-hmm. a lot of dignitary. Oh, baby, well, come on by. Mm. Now we got the little bus, you know, that holds, yeah. you know, 25, 30 people. Yeah. So I think, well, Mr. Go, go up Jackson Avenue, okay, stop here, and go. All of when by the time we get there, it's a two-story house. She's standing on the top step, you know, on the 
with a, with a walker. Huh. Get there, so she's standing by the top the top step. Uh-huh. Doing this. Y'all come on. Uh-huh. So everybody who come in pass by, Dorothy gotta give him a hug and say, now just keep walking <laughs> back of the house. Go to the den. Just you know, just one of uh-huh. big old Victorian style high ceiling and stuff like that. So you just keep walking all the way back. You can see (laughs) that then y'all go sit down. So I stayed out there with the driver. (laughs) She went in there 15, 20 minutes. Man, I'm seeing people coming out dabbing their eyes and stuff. Wow. Because, you know, Dorothy was saying, you know, yo, Red, that's one of my boys. I got blah, 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 blah. And she's talking about the house. She's talking about, you know, Uh uh, she traveled a lot. Her kids were all successful and, uh, my freshman year of college, her oldest daughter was teaching French at the university that I was wow. attending. <laughs> and then she married a guy from the Bay Area who had uh, like a black scientist or something. Mm-hmm. But he was hooked up with the Silicon Valley people back wow. there in the mm-hmm. early days. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he retired, you know, by yeah. this. I mean, <laughs> he's retiring in about the late 60s, early 70s. He's retiring. <laughs> you know, and they, get, they went a big old... Each year they would take a trip mm-hmm. with the whole family, all the mm-hmm. siblings. Mm-hmm. Five, let's see, Gilbert, Norman, Hazel, five, yeah, five siblings, mm-hmm. and and I mean cruises, Europe. So Dorothy was planning. She, she lived to be a hundred. Mm-hmm. Dorothy was planning to go to Australia. That that mm-hmm. was the next one. So when she was, she said, well, look, since I can't make it straight, I want you to take some of my ashes mm-hmm. and I want you to take some of my ashes right. to Australia. And wow. She said, y'all keep, y'all go on a trip and I want <laughs> you to take me with y'all and believe, believe part of me that. Wow. <laughs> but wow. so I put, so I'm talking to the daughter who's o- 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 organizing everything. She's in California. I'm, I'm at home in New Orleans, so we online and calling and stuff like that. So she tell me the song she want me to play. Mm-hmm. So I get my my boy Amosy, mm-hmm. you know, to come over to the house. Mm-hmm. I got a grand piano there now. Wow. So so you know, come over to my house and mm-hmm. you know we'll work work it out. So it was just two songs hmm. that she they they wanted me to play. That was. Dorothy's two of Dorothy's favorite mm-hmm. songs, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I wrote my part. I got the stuff like that. We rehearsed it. So I get to the church early, you know, early mm-hmm. enough because I want to find out where I could, you know, where I'm gonna be and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So the choir director, Big Lady Sylvia, she was there waiting for the pianist to come. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking to the people and stuff like that. So I see this chick, this young lady, mm-hmm. walking up. She got a mask on, mm-hmm. but I knew who it was under the oh. mask, and I hadn't seen it in a couple of years. Wow. Roger Lewis's wife. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> who is this ex- Extraordinary pianist <laughs> Maria Watanabe. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. When I, when I saw, I mean, when I saw, you could see under the mess 
Right. How she was smiling when she saw me because yeah, yeah, I yeah. just, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I say, I just say, Maria, you know, really? and I just got out the gate, gave her a hug, and I told, told Emma, I said, shit, I didn't have to hire you because <laughs> <laughs> because she knew, you know, yeah, and okay, but this is the real the real clincher. This church is in the same neighborhood as my high school. It's a couple of blocks away. Yeah. So I'm very familiar with it. Yeah. I mean, this whole neighborhood is, I was born. Yeah. The hospital where I was born is walking distance Jeez. from this neighborhood, right? So as a junior high school cat just getting into music and definitely by high school, by high school, I knew the lady who played piano mm-hmm. at the time it was called Holy Ghost Church. They mm. changed the name, Holy mm-hmm. Ghost Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Well, the the staff pianist with this lady by the name of Jeanette Kimball. Mm-hmm. Jeanette Kimball, you go. Jeanette Kimball was also the featured pianist at Preservation Hall. Oh, jeez. They had two featured pianists. Yeah. Sweet Emma the Sweet Bell Emma, girl. Right, Sweet right, Emma, right. Miss Kimball was the other one. Wow. You know, huh. Sweet Emma had a gimmick, mm-hmm. her bells. <laughs> she always had bells. She would yeah. have a stocking cap, kind of little mm-hmm. 1920s little kind of yeah. hat on, stuff pictures. like that. Whereas Miss Jeanette was just Creole lady, mm-hmm. you know, beautiful wavy hair, mm-hmm. just genteel, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Play her off, you know. <laughs> and, but on Sunday, she had the Holy Ghost Church. Oh. Choir. Uh-huh. She, so that particular church also have as the music director of the church, professional, you know, musician that plays secular music and yeah. known for it. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. I was impressed. At, yes. At, at it. Okay, so at the end of the memorial service, the Paulin Brass Band, the Paulin Brothers Bass, mm-hmm. Brass Band was mm-hmm. there. Well, Hey, she told me that the Paulin family, that's their cousins. <laughs> Not only that, see, Doc Paulin was had the brass band when I was in junior high school, elementary hey. school. Doc Paulin was the wow. cat. But he had like, I think, seven sons. Mm-hmm. All of them played. One of the hottest saxophone clarinet players in the world, I'm not, Roderick Paulin. Mm-hmm. All the Paulin boys could play. Mm-hmm. So the brass band was there, so I had a chance to, mm-hmm. you know, jam, jam. So that was my playing. I yeah. I did what five songs at the mm-hmm. memorial mm-hmm. and the two hours with Hermit. Now, I mentioned to, after I knew I was coming, mm-hmm. I mentioned, I called, uh, I think I sent. Mike Elson, and I sent Tim Acott, mm-hmm. the bass player, that I was coming. Mm-hmm. Tim can't play anymore. I oh. mean, not he got to have a surgery before he plays oh, again. Um, so I, 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 um, within maybe a day mm-hmm. later. My, I get a I get a message from Tyrone Hendrick. Yes, indeed. Tyrone said, "Reg, I hear you're coming." Yeah. Uh, look, 
I'm booking gigs at Alberta Pub mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to have you on a gig with me Friday. <laughs> I'm going to, um, if you're not doing anything Sunday, I got you something for Sunday. <laughs> and then, but when he saw me, he put me, he said, Reggie, I got to, he said, I've been wanting to thank you. He said, man, he said, I got this thing. I'm doing a, a I'm, I started a, 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 a brunch mm-hmm. on Saturdays and Sundays. Mm-hmm. He said, man, I got that idea from you. Yeah. He, and he kept saying, he said, uh, he said, do you remember when you hired me to play? He said, what, he said, what's that place that was named in the Pearl? I said the parish. Oh yeah, because it was on over for a year. We yep. played there for while yep. they opened. Yep, and that's who I had. I had me, mm-hmm. Janice. Mm-hmm. Originally, it was Reinhardt. Yes, but Reinhardt could only play one or two gigs because that's when he started to get that road gig with Gino. Gino, yeah, and so can't pass that up. So that's when Janice. Um, say that Tyrone was available, but how, my first gig with Tyrone was also through Janice, and it was, you know, the basketball player, uh, Terrell. Oh yeah. Okay, he's got a barber shop and right. a limousine right, service right, and all right. that. Well, at his barber shop, he's got a like a back room bar, mm-hmm. a little social area. Mm-hmm. So he gave this party. Only about 25 people. Mm-hmm. He's got professional hostess. Ooh. These beautiful mm-hmm. ladies and stuff like that. His big time buddy smoking, you know, mm-hmm. $100 cigars and mm-hmm. sipping on all this cognac and it's got a kid and stuff. So I'll never forget it. Janice told me that he gives one of these party meters once or twice a year and always hires her. Uh-huh. Reggie. He pays well. <laughs> I say, how much, Janice? He said, I mean, she, Janice had never, don't get, that's the one thing that pissed me off when I moved here. Yeah. That sh- this great musician oh, getting paid 50, 60, 70 dollars yeah. gigs oh, and I stuff. Know. I know. And then she just humbled in the, it was like a $600 man All right. gig, right? All right. Yeah. So, but I never forget getting there. And I see this young man. Nobody was there. I'm going to get there. I'll mm-hmm. get there. Please, this young man just sitting on this little sofa by himself, you know, kind of waiting. Mm-hmm. I didn't even, I'm thinking he's maybe somebody's son. Right. Or something, you know, <laughs> just kind of <laughs> hanging out there. Yeah. And then when she got there, she introduced me. I said, oh, you're the guy. And then he does not know I was set. <laughs> and I remember we were playing, we were playing something in like 6'8 or something. Yeah. Know? And boy, he was he was right on it. Uh-huh. So by the break, I'm saying, Janice, boy, you find his bag. <laughs> and he's a young cat. So yeah. she said, Oh, that's Jimi Hendrix's nephew. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then from there, um, I hired him to do that. You know, I mean, whenever Reinhardt wasn't available, I was shoot it to him I didn't uh-huh. so I come back this time this thing Sunday I did with mm-hmm. him Sunday mm-hmm. it was like a block party mm-hmm. he said he's been doing this during yes. the pandemic from time to time yes 
Have you ever, you ever, no, you haven't had a chance to be there. Have no, I haven't had a chance to be anywhere. Right. <laughs> you would, this was, it's the kind of block. Somebody cooks at that, right? He's got a serious cook. All right. Brisket, chicken, mm-hmm. potato salad. Oh, I'm boy. I'm in the Coleslaw. They have, okay, he, he calls it blue Kool-Aid. <laughs> and chicken party, right? That's his advertisement. And he would just keep talking about the blue Kool-Aid. <laughs> so I'm telling them all kind of jokes about, yeah, well, we called it, blue, you know, blueberry Kool-Aid. We never called it blueberry Kool-Aid. Yeah. We want the blue one. Mm-hmm. We never called it strawberry. We want the red one. You know, we <laughs> called it by the color, yeah. not the fruit. And, right. And that. right. So I say, yeah, yeah. The, the blue. So I got there and I'm... Set up my stuff, talk to the sound guy, got tuned mm-hmm. up and stuff. The lady said, You want one? I said, Sure. It looks so refreshing. Blue, yes. Lots of ice and uh-huh. stuff, that big old cup. Uh-huh. I said, So I got it. I put it here. 15 minutes later, you know, I put my horn down. Oh, I forgot I even had it, right? <laughs> I said, Oh, great. I got, I got a little, oh, I was a little hot. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Overproof. That stuff had, <laughs> it looked like Kool-Aid. Uh. They heard me yell. I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't spit it out. Yes. But I, I, took, I took a gulp like, you know, like you're really thirsty. Uh-huh. So you're not going to sip it. You. Right. <laughs> stuff going, going down. It was so strong. So that was, they gave me that cup. See, the gig started. At what six to eight, mm-hmm. so they gave me that thing about five thirty. Mm-hmm. Eight thirty, I still had this much left in the car. Oh jeez, <laughs> all the ice had melted. Uh-huh. You know, I said, man, that was, and I just went around. I went even told the lady, I said, you were getting trouble about that. I said, Cause <laughs> I thought it was really cool, <laughs> I'm drinking my cool aid. So how long do you think it'll be before you get before you can you can move back? What's what's the plan? I mean, any any idea? Um, you know, if I had the resources, to be honest with you, Tom, I'll be I'll be back here. I just need enough time to go home yeah. and collect my stuff, get my dog, yeah, and get back here to be yeah, honest with you okay. if I had the resources right. the the plan is uh, Miriam has completed my daughter mm-hmm. has completed all of her requirements to become a doctor congratulations Thank you. <laughs> and um, of course you must you be know, so proud of her to be honest with you I'm proud of them all but yes, yes. I'm, I'm extremely proud of her right. because I have um, you know seen just a wonderful growth mm-hmm. in her. Mm-hmm. You know, we we are from, we are from, she is from a very protective, yeah. cloistered, uh, religious, mm-hmm. 
uh, overbearing family. Yeah. <laughs> and you're a musician. And, I, and I, so, so needless to say, they, the rest of the family say I have, I have ruined oh, a wonderful human geez. being. Yeah, yeah. No, just, but she's just finished medical school. I'd like to be ruined like that. Miriam <laughs> has she. I've been saying this for so many years, and I think other people are believing me now. My daughter likes school. Yeah. She likes studying. Mm -hmm. She likes the idea of learning. Mm -hmm. um, I'll be glad when she start earning some money. You <laughs> I mean, stop, I mean, she just finished her rotation in Baton Rouge. Yeah. The people love her work ethic. Uh, sure. Everything she did was over the top. So they have offered her a residency there. Huh. I mean, with she said that I would like to be in the program so I could do this and prepare for that. He said, we'll give you all of that. Plus, we will probably pay you more than other residents program. But she loves Portland like I do. Yeah, yeah. And her fiance yeah. is here and the whole bit. Yeah, so, yeah. so oh, well, anyway, you asked me when I'm moving, if Miriam gets her residency here, yeah. then that's going to facilitate yes. a quicker move. Yes, yes. Uh, if she's if she's got to do her residency in Baton Rouge, uh, she, you know, she'll do that, and I'm mm -hmm. going to have to find some other means of getting here sooner. Right. But right. like I've, uh, I've really, this is sound morbid. I, I want to live a long time, mm -hmm. but I want to die here. I understand. You dig it? I don't want to. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, uh, yeah. I don't want yeah. to. Yeah, it's. Um, I have very, very deep roots mm -hmm. in New Orleans area. Yes, deep roots. Yes, go back hundreds of years. But I moved here with seeds that mm -hmm. I planted, mm -hmm. and my seeds have taken roots here. Oh yeah. You know, my seeds have taken, yeah. and yeah. I even have the fruits of one of, one of my seeds in Miriam. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. but but my personal seeds have taken root here, mm -hmm. and I... Well, people really miss you. God, and I miss people here, man. Yeah. I, uh, they, so, they miss your spirit here. Well, you know? I, I miss, um, I'm, I... And since I've been back, I have just been. We were talking before we went on on yeah. air about yeah. being thankful, right? Um, even with uh, you know health issues and all mm -hmm. this kind of stuff, we mm -hmm. we're thankful that we're able to. You know, to, so, um. This trip, you know, I have been to Portland twice since yeah. I moved to New Orleans, but both yeah. for those recording sessions that mm -hmm. people brought me in. This time I'm on a shoe on a shoestring. <laughs> um, I have to. That's all right. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll call her back. Don't worry. Um, this trip has been not overwhelming. Mm -hmm. It has been whelming. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's. Yeah. It must I, be great for your spirit. Oh man, look, I've had to. 
I've I've had the chance to play music with just a wonderful array of musicians. Jimmy mm -hmm. Russell mm -hmm. invited me to be on his new recording project, which nice. is going to be so much fun, mm -hmm. so much. Um, and what incredible musicians he, you know, he 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 did it with. Um, then I was invited to play with Steve Kern and mm -hmm. that group over mm -hmm. at uh, Mekong Bistro last yep. week after the mm -hmm. session. And, you know, that really kind of got me in the swing of thing. It was so funny. I, I went home and my lips were swelling up because I'm doing the <laughs> new arm was here and getting yeah, yeah. the little indentation in the inside of my mouth right. with the, a mouthpiece resting on my lip on the teeth. Mm -hmm. And... A couple of days later, I had another gig to play. Mm -hmm. It had healed up enough, so nice. it's like it reminds me of when used to you. I would be home for two or three months off the road with Fats, uh -huh. and then we're getting ready to go on a six or nine month tour. Yeah, get everything ready. And I remember all the old musicians used to. I remember my first time, mm -hmm. and they were just talking among themselves mm -hmm. of what the next two to three weeks mm -hmm. was going to be like yeah. them getting adjusted to the rigorous yeah. gig schedule. Yeah. Embouchure, uh, playing two shows a night, and if we was in Vegas, three shows a night yeah. on the weekend and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Smoking Johnson would describe on the bus. See how my hand is now? See, now watch, watch. In two days, go have a blister. <laughs> I mean, he had it down. Yeah, and then yeah. and then the blister go pop on the third day, <laughs> and then I'm going to wrap it up. <laughs> and that's what he was doing. And he wrapped it up. Yeah. And then another day, it would be bleeding a little bit. So he had a bigger bandage on and stuff <laughs> because he had his sticks like that. You yeah, know, the, the, yeah. and, and then, because he didn't play like that. He played... Well, the yeah. traditional way, right? Uh -huh. And uh, and after maybe about three weeks, uh -huh. just a little callous, uh -huh. you know, a little callous uh -huh. there. Uh -huh. Me, oh, forget it, Tom. <laughs> um, that's got the baritone sax player because mm. of Clarence Ford. Oh yeah, plays when the other horns that are playing because yeah. they got it playing with the bass, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So they have some of these songs are very fast and it requires tonguing yeah. and not slurring. Well, you using the tip of your tongue on the tip of the reed. So I'm just playing and doing a show about the third show. Take the mouthpiece out your mouth and you see this little red stuff on the end of your reed. Oh, jeez. <laughs> You're bleeding, You're baby. Bleeding. Uh. You know, like just the tip of your yeah. tongue. Yeah, yeah. You know, but in a couple of days, you know, you cannot stop playing. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the thing, you know. Oh, it hurts? Oh, yeah. too, bad. too bad. You cannot right. stop playing. Right. And within a couple of days, boom, hmm. it's... It's gone. You build up a, you build up that little tolerance and the little scabs and stuff and So can people find out where you're playing from your Facebook page? Facebook. Oh, this is a perfect I'm sorry. I'm Tom, this is always happened with us. You know, Tom is a friend. <laughs> you see, I mean this is supposed to be professional. <laughs> but 
you know, it's hard. <laughs> we're, we're trying our best not to talk about baseball it's because hard. we're it's both very, fanatics. It's very tough. Uh, uh, very tough. Uh, about that. And my uh, Orioles are doing so great. I know. Uh, anyway, Atlanta, no, no, well, no, they no, have, no, we can't. We can't. You haven't we can't spoken start. this high about the Orioles since Manny. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. We, can't, we can't. We can't start. <laughs> okay. 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 We got. Anyway, we're finding out about where you're playing. People find out where tomorrow, you're playing tomorrow. But now, this, this is going to run on Thursday. On Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, y'all missed yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You should have been there yesterday, but I will be with Amy Keys. Uh, that's someone else. But anyway, uh, can can people go to your Facebook page and find out where you're playing? I guess so. Yeah. Well, post it for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Miss Dorothy keeps telling me that. My friend here, yeah. who loves, um, I mean, that's that's something else, Tom. People would I mean, want to. People would love to go hear you now to hear you back. Reggie's back in town. What? Reggie's back in town? Really? About me being back in town. Yeah. I am teaching Dorothy's grandson. Yeah. Laurie's son. Right. So I let them use my car when they were. Uh -huh. you know? So, you know, I was trying to figure out how can I used to when I first used to come here, mm -hmm. they had a company called Rent a Wreck. Oh, I remember that. And yeah. man, I was so sad when they went out of business. I know. And stuff. I but know. anyway, and I was telling them, you say, oh, well, no, when when you come, we have two cars. Uh. We'll We'll let you That's use good. one of our That's cars good. and stuff because you let our family, you let right. my family, use, right. you know. And I said, I wasn't doing it for that, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm staying with a wonderful a, a retired chef. All right. Uh, Miles Burnett. I will be with Amy Keys and her wonderful group at the Multnomah Days Festival mm -hmm. at Multnomah Village Saturday. Mm -hmm. And I think we're scheduled to play. We're closing it out. So I think we're scheduled to play at 6 p.m. Nice. Um, I will probably, oh no, that's right. I'll be leaving Monday. Okay. And You gotta uh, come back. Well, um, you gotta come back. I right? have <laughs> a tentative offer. Yeah. For October, uh -huh. um, there is a... That's uh, too long. Oh, man. You can't stay away that long again after you have to come back and seeing everybody. I know. You see, well, <laughs> here is the plan. This is, no, this is the talk about plan. <laughs> if I can at least come once a month mm -hmm. for a weekend of different mm -hmm. gigs, so mm -hmm. I'm going to have to... Mm -hmm. Talk to my friend at uh, Ethan at mm -hmm. Eats. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I want to talk to Louie and Jimmy over at the Laurel Thirst yep. um, and pursue any other opportunity. Anne, who used to have Tapalaya, is doing well in New Orleans I, with her new restaurant. I, I see her on Facebook. Yeah, by the yeah. Bywater Brewery. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, brew Pub. Mm -hmm. So, so, so. I'm missing her here, but she's she's doing quite well at home. She's, right. You know, she's close to family. Well, we got to wrap up the formal part of this, and then okay. we can talk about baseball. Okay, good. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> Reggie, I love you. I'm so glad to see you. Tom, great I've seeing you. you, man. Thank you for know? this invitation. You know, sure. we, <laughs> I just <laughs> motor mouth me. Hi, I'm so happy to be back home, and I hope to really be home very shortly so right. thank you portland all right and as we like to end this every every time we do one of these we end this by saying 
Stats Entertainment. <laughs>